Vaikuntha, Cha, and Prajanti, Go, Animishan, of the demigods, Rishabha, Chief, Anubhritya, following in the footsteps, Dure, keeping at a distance, Yama, regulative principles, He, certainly, Upari, above, Na, us, Spriyaniya, to be desired, Silaha, good qualities, Bartu, of the Spring Lord, Mita, for one another, Suyashasa, glories, Katana, by discussions, discourses, Anuraga, attraction, Vaiklavya, ecstasy, Baspa Kalaya, tears in the eyes, Pulaki, Kita, shivering, Anga, bodies. Translation and report by Shilapalva. Persons whose bodily features change in ecstasy, <coughs> ecstasy, and who breathe heavily and perspire due to hearing the glories of the Lord, are promoted to the kingdom of God, even though they do not care for meditation and other austerities. The kingdom of God is above the material universes, and it is desired by Brahma and other demigods. Persons whose bodily features change in ecstasy, Persons whose bodily features change in ecstasy. And who breathe heavily. And perspire due to hearing the glories of the Lord. And perspire due to hearing the glories of the Lord. Are promoted to the kingdom of God. Are promoted to the kingdom of God. Even though they do not care. Even though they do not care. For meditation. For meditation. And other austerities. The kingdom of God is above the material universes. The kingdom of God is above the material universes. And it is, it is desired by Brahma and other than events. It is clearly stated herein that the kingdom of God is above the material universes. Just as there are many hundreds of thousands of other planets above this earth, so there are many millions and billions of spiritual planets belonging to the spiritual sky. Brahmaji states herein that the spiritual kingdom is above the kingdom of the demigods. One can enter the kingdom of the Supreme Lord only when one is highly developed in desirable qualities. All good qualities develop in the person of a devotee. It is stated in Shemad Bhagavatam, 5th chapter, 18th chapter, verse 4, that anyone who is Krishna conscious is endowed with all the good qualities of the demigods. In the material world, the qualities of the demigods are highly, appreci highly appreciated. Just as, even in our experience, the qualities of a gentleman are more highly appreciated than the qualities of a man in ignorance or in a lower condition of life. <clears throat> the qualities of the demigods in the higher planets are far superior to the qualities of the inhabitants of this earth. Ramaji confirms herein that 
that only person who had developed the desirable qualities can enter into the kingdom of God. And the children in Shaitan we tell that they believe desirable qualities are described to be 26 in number. They are stated as follows. He is very kind. He does not quarrel with anyone. He accepts Krishna consciousness as the highest goal of life. He is equal to everyone. No one can find fault in his character. He is magnanimous, mild, and always clean, internally and externally. He does not profess to possess anything in this material world. He is a benefactor to all living entities. He is peaceful, and he is a soul completely surrendered to Krishna. He has no material desire to fulfill. He is meek and humble, always steady, and has conquered the sensual activities. He does not eat more than required to maintain body and soul together. He is never mad after material identity. He is respectful to all others and does not demand respect for himself. He is very grave, very compassionate, very friendly. He is poetic, he is expert in all activities, and he is silent in nonsense. Similarly, Shemad Bhagavatam, 23 chapter, verse 21. The qualification of a saintly person are mentioned. It is said there that a saintly person eligible to enter into the kingdom of God is very tolerant and very kind to all living entities. He is not partial, he is kind both to human beings and to animals. He is not such a fool that he will keep a goat Narayan, kill a goat Narayan, to feed a human Narayan or Daruja Narayan. He is very kind to all living entities, therefore he has no enemy. He is very peaceful. These are the qualities of a person who are eligible for entering into the kingdom of God. That such a person gradually become liberated and enters the kingdom of God is confirmed in Shemad Bhagavatam, 5th canto, 5th chapter, verse 2. The Shemad Bhagavatam, 2nd canto, 3rd chapter, verse 24, also states that if a person does not cry, or exhibit bodily changes after chanting over the name of God without offense. It is to be understood that he is hard-hearted and that therefore his heart does not change even after he chants the holy name of God, Hare Krishna. His bodily changes can take place due to ecstasy when he offenselessly chants the holy name of God, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. So um, there's quite a bit of information in this first part of the report. So I'm going to start uh, mentioning different things in regard to what we just read. Before we forget what we just read, I'm going to read the other part of the, of the, of the report. As a born adoptus of ignorance and a special master has opened my eyes to the first of knowledge. However, immodest the world exists. So, this first part of the report, first of all, I want to say that I think I think everybody is allowing me to give class. This is for my benefit more than yours. And then I'm forced to concentrate on the philosophy for a little bit. It's good for me. So, I want to discuss a bit about the qualities of the soul. So, it is explained here that not, nobody can do 
and to the spiritual world, honestly, has developed very advanced qualities. Uh, that's that's like that almost everywhere. Unless you qualify, you can't go there. Whatever you want to go. So, so these qualities are actually always there, but they're covered, as we know. These qualities are the qualities of the soul in its pure state, uncontaminated state. But and when we come to the natural world after many, many, many births, we, by meditation, contemplation, and contamination, uh, we become uh, covered up by the mode of passion, ignorance, and goodness. And we have acquired other qualities like lust, anger, grief. And um, they cover the original qualities of the soul. So, how can we bring back the good qualities of the soul? That is the process of Krishna consciousness. How, how, how to purify ourselves? So, we can explore that subject a little bit uh, by talking about it. We can understand more our patterns. So, I'm going to give different examples uh, in different categories of people who did not have these qualities and were able to develop them. People who had these qualities at birth. People who seemingly didn't have these qualities, but they were reserved due to the past life advancement. They came up as soon as they got information about spiritual life. There's different varieties of exhibition of these qualities or a lack of these qualities. So I'll give an example how it happens. But basically it happens when somebody contacts a bona fide teacher, bona fide spiritual master, it's only by association and knowledge that we can have understanding of how to make progress, how to, how to progress, how to make advancement. So ourselves, we know that Prabhupada is the source of our advancement, that whatever quality we have is simply because we follow Prabhupada's instruction and we engage in devotional service and we got purified. So a little bit of these qualities are coming out. But it's like that uh, many in many many other areas. Like give an example. One time the government made a study in the United States. They chose a neighborhood, a low class neighborhood, so called so called low class neighborhood. In the material world, all neighborhood, all neighborhood under class. Even if it's nice houses. So they chose a neighborhood in New York City and they wanted to make a, a long survey. I wanted to make uh, over many years. It, took many, it takes many years to do this kind of survey. So <laughs> they studied uh, children born in ghettos and unfavorable circumstances and they wanted to follow them through time to see what happened to them. So they chose this neighborhood. And they, they, they find out a few people, and they, they got their name and they study them. And then uh, after like 15 years, I think they became 20, 25 years old, they went back and they study what, what happened, where did they go. <clears throat> to their surprise, a lot of them became respectable gentlemen. Somebody, some, they were well educated and coming uh, to know the Buddhist standard. And they were, um, Okay, they were okay, they were taking care of themselves, they had a family, some of them. They were like normal citizens, they were surprised, how did that happen? And all of these people 
supposed to, not made it, made it. <clears throat> so they investigated, they talked to these people, and they found out that when they were kids, there was a nun, a Catholic nun, sister, who made this neighborhood a preaching field. So she would go to these children and teach them about the Bible and Christian values. And by hearing from that person, they corrected their disqualification and became respectable people. So here's an example of uh, a, a teacher can influence children, how children who are in unfavorable situation can uh, turn around and become a good citizen of society. So I guess that applies to us too, that before we join Krishna consciousness, most of us, and that uh, war in the Mercury world, we had different influence on us. They were not all good, as you can testify, uh, I might be wrong. I mean, some people are born in a good neighborhood, <laughs> some people have yeah, good influence. But uh, for most people, the influence is not so good, and um, the uh, challenges that you meet in life, even when you're young, uh, maybe you change neighborhood, or you go to a, a, higher, a higher social position to a whole one, or, or your parents divorce, or they become alcoholic, or so many things happen. We talk on going too much into psychology here. That you develop uh, certain bad qualities just just so you go to, to cope with all 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 the chaos around you. And for you, these bad qualities are a shelter. Uh, lust, maybe smoking a cigarette, or whatever you do to tolerate the pain. You, you pick out these qualities because you don't know. There's nobody to teach you, like in the Google and Vedic times. They were teaching you how to develop your character, teaching you what quality to imbibe and how to develop these qualities. But the spiritual teacher was there to educate the children. And then the children had social difficulty, technical difficulty. The spiritual teacher was, would be there to, to teach them how to develop certain qualities to transcend the situation. So they would replace all the bad qualities that people develop in this age by good qualities taught by the teacher. Like, you could give love tolerance, right? People are not tolerant, so they rebel and they, they go down and they take shelter of sense gratification. But if they have a good teacher, instead of doing that, they have a choice now. Because before that, when you don't have a choice, you don't have a choice. But if you have a choice, then you can divert your propensity into a higher goal. So the children, in the Vedic system, they were taught good quality, self-control, uh, peacefulness, tolerance, and they had knowledge also about the modes of nature and how they act on you and karma. They had so much knowledge so they could uh, grow up very good. Ourselves, we didn't, may not grow up very good, but it doesn't really matter that much because when you contact Prabhupada, which is embodiment of all knowledge, then from this association, you can correct yourself. Not like immediately, but by the purification that takes place by 
the process of devotional service, the heart becomes balanced, and by the instruction given by Shri uh, one gradually purifies himself, and gradually abandons any bad qualities, and takes some better qualities, and gradually, gradually, one becomes more happy and more confident about himself in devotional life, and he can uh, be successful in the end. So, um, to form an angle. Now, some people, well, another example is Megurari the Hunter. Where he was taught bad qualities like violence and cruelty to animals by his by his father and father's father and his ancestor there. But when he contacted Narayana, he changed around everything, he changed everything around by the part of Narayana's association. So this is to be noted that the power of association, and you have to. Uh, Take note that association can do both ways. Meaning what? And we can go down. So Migrari was able to uh, go up. And um, there's an example of people who can go down also. Uh, we have this example, unfortunately, in ISKCON sometime. You can see some good devotees, and they they will chant Hare Krishna, and be in Kirtan, maybe. They seem, to be, they seem to be okay, doing all right. But if they move away from the association due to, uh, well, maybe economic, economical responsibility or, or, or not making the right choices, uh, they may be all right for a while. But if you don't, if you associate with non-devotees for too long, then you start to lose um, the clarity of devotional. Devotional, the devotional path, it becomes like an influence that subtle that you don't even notice too much, but after a while, uh, you don't have that enthusiasm and you lose faith in devotional life. You start to think, well, I mean, I know devotional life is there, but I mean, why, why be in such a hurry? You know, most people are not in a hurry by it. And then that, they live their life and they're happy. And they start to become influenced by the non-devotional association and very soon you, you, you fall down. So it goes both ways. We have warning in scriptures to be careful what we hear, what we do, where we go, what, which people we associate with. There was one devotee in, uh, I went to the ISKCON Leadership Sangha last year in, in Mayapur, and there's many seminars given there, like 85 seminars by different nice devotees preachers all around the world, leaders of our movement. So there was one devotee, his name is Rasamandal, from Belgium, Radadesh, a castle in Belgium, uh, which is also a college. He's like the director of the college or the headmaster of the school there. So he gave a seminar on ethic and morality, called Ethics and Morality. And one of the factors that came up was that when you live in a community of devotees, the general norm of behavior of the devotees will, will become, may become your norm. Uh, if the devotees are nice, like here in Tucson, Iskan, devotees are nice. So, like, and uh, so you become 
uh, influence, and he also uh, developed good morals and good attitudes, and because he feels sheltered, and it's kind of normal. Uh, but if you go to a community, not to criticize anybody, but sometimes you go to a community and it's bitter quarrels, and they might be like uh, the general uh, behavior may not be always to the standard. Uh, people may be addicted to certain bad habits and become like a norm. If you stay, stay there, if you're not careful, you're going to think that's the norm. Your moral is going to become affected. So, moral and ethics is uh, a factor that we have to be uh, aware of that because unless we're moral and we have ethical value, like the four eggs, basically, no mitigation, no intoxication, no success, no reality, unless you have cultivated these qualities, then you know you can't go up. You won't be able to go back to the spiritual world, or not very far anyway, not even, you know, maybe we'll be able to endure Europa. You'll be able to stay here. So it's important. But he was saying that you must actually guard yourself uh, from the non devotees association and also from contamination that might be there within the devotional association. You have to be, see things as they are. So there's another example of all this. It's a material example, but you just straight a little bit of what I'm talking about. Since we're talking about qualities that we have to develop. There's an example, a true example, I don't remember the name, but it's in a medieval age in Europe. There's a lot of kings and, you know, the whole system of kings and princes and queens and knights and all that. So there was uh, one king in his kingdom, and uh, he had a prince, a son. The son was young, and, but the king died prematurely. And the minister were not very good, but they had to take over the ruling of the kingdom. So uh, they were ruling uh, in a crooked way. They were not qualified. So they wanted to keep on ruling the kingdom, and they didn't want to hand out the kingdom to the prince, who knew they had. They knew they had to do that when it was growing up. So they tried to corrupt the prince. So if the prince becomes king, he's corrupt, will be able, be able, easily able to manipulate and for in their in their favor. So they send the the prince away to the countryside, and they try to corrupt him. So they first they send a lot of good food, like a lot of excessively good food, to make him a gluten, like a guy who just eats all the time, become like servant of his belly, tongue, whatever. So they were sending food, food. But he was not glutinous. He was a little bit self-controlled, so he didn't fall prey to that. So they were dissatisfied with that, so they tried something else. Well, that, well, that doesn't work. Maybe the girls will, will work. So when he became a teenager, they sent pretty women, pretty girl, to degrade him. And uh, somehow or other, he was not also very much affected. And he was able to resist the temptation and he didn't degrade himself either. So they were really worried. And they tried many, many ways to degrade him. But they were not successful. Then, then the king, then the prince became king. And then when he became king, he just threw them all out the door. <laughs> and he started to rule the kingdom. 
And the, the, the minister asked him, why, why, did you, why didn't she become degraded like everybody else? We tried so many things. And he said, well, that's because I'm the king. I was meant to be the king. I had these qualities in my youth that he didn't have. So you might not be able to correct, to, 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 to corrupt me. That's why I'm the king. I'm superior to you, and that's why I'm willing the kingdom to help people. And that's why you're out the door, because you're not qualified. So, <laughs> so we can take a little bit of an example of that, that we should be like that. But we may not be like that, because we're not very, at least from ourselves, not very advanced devotee, and there's many, many, many discrepancies. But we should have that mentality that, okay, Kaliga is running really, really hard and strong. And there's so many bad examples around me. But I'm not going to let myself be degraded by these examples. I'm not going to fall prey to this nonsense influence. I'm going to remain strong. Uh, uh, I'm going to remain faithful to Prabhupada and the disciplic succession. And I'm going to show uh, Krishna and Prabhupada that I'm serious. That I, I want to to be counted as, as one of them. And then uh, I gotta, so we should take this attitude that no matter what's out there, we don't have to be influenced by it. We can remain firm, and then we can, and the opposite way we can influence, we can influence them. But that's the idea. So another example of somebody who was very strong is Prahlad Maharaj. He was strong right from the beginning of his life. And he had the greatest adversity. His father, Hiranyakashipu. Uh, Actually, Hiranyakashipu was afraid of Pranamaj because he thought, well, first of all, this Pranamaj, my son, is a, he calls himself a servant of Vishnu, who is my enemy number one. So my child is on the wrong side. So we have to educate him. And they try the same thing, they educate him. And, teach him politics and didn't work. And they tried to kill him, like, oh yeah, I'll kill him. Didn't, didn't work. They were not able to kill him. And that was like very surprising that they couldn't do it. But that's what happened. But then, you know, she was very, uh, very afraid. Because he thought, well, this son of mine, he got this body he got, he got it from me. And I'm very powerful. So when my son grows up, become an adult, he's going to be as powerful as I, as I am, even, maybe even more. So better get rid of him now, because when he grows up, I won't be able to do it. That's why he was trying to kill him as soon as possible, but it didn't work. So Prabhupada said that Prahlad Maharaj cannot be imitated, because he said that Prahlad Maharaj immediately, within a moment's notice, could focus 100% on Krishna, and you, you're going to take millions of years to do that. You're not at that level yet. So we cannot imitate also. So that's the idea. Uh, another uh, angle is that in Krishna consciousness, we cannot really, uh, we cannot imitate, we can imitate, but it's better to follow in a footstep. And emulate. And also, in Krishna consciousness, <clears throat> we cannot really hide anything, because Krishna is omniscient, therefore he knows exactly where we are. 
And the spirit of Odi is also like that. So we cannot really hide anything. Like in other processes, other groups, they can hide so many bad qualities and discrepancies. They can pretend to be like this or pretend to be like that. But Krishna consciousness, we cannot really pretend and get away with it. Because the devotees are there and they don't see. But, but this is good. Not bad, it's good. That uh, we cannot pretend. It's a difficult process. <coughs> the devotional association is difficult. <clears throat> Not always easy to be with devotees, but it's very purifying for us. It's very, uh, very good for us. And it, it is difficult because it is the bona fide process. And whatever little advancement we can get, we have to pay the price for it, not given for free. So, this way, it's, it's a symptom that what we're doing is, is real for little. The real process. And if we have shortcomings, we have difficulties, that's expected, uh, but we should not be disheartened or carried away, or uh, we should not be um, despondent or unhappy about it. But it should be like a little more like scientific about it. Instead of being emotional about it, maybe we can bring our emotion down. And see what it is in a logical way, in a scientific way, because Krishna consciousness is a science. Uh, like, for example, Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, that even if somebody commits the most abominable simple activities, if he's engaged in devotional service, is properly situated, and I consider him saintly. Now, a person who is uh, undergoing this problem, uh, maybe if he fell down or something like that, or he has bad qualities, then he may think, well, I'm disqualified. You know, I'm a bad person, or I'm, I'm, I'm a weak person, and everybody should hate me, and I should hate myself too, and I should, you know, beat myself up. Like so many bad negative uh, mentality may add up, but uh, that's what his emotion tells him. But what does Krishna say? That's what we have to follow. Krishna says, no, it's not like that. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to send you, send you to a burn your lake of fire forever. It's not going to happen. And I just want you to understand the science and pick yourself up and go on. Because if you do understand better, then you'll succeed. Uh, your endeavors will succeed. So this is more a scientific approach as opposed to the Emotional, the, the emotion uh, the covering, covering, covering our self-realization. So this way, uh, with the devotees' association, we can learn a lot about uh, ourselves and about uh, Krishna and the path of devotional service. So I'll stop here. I'll read the translation again, and we'll add time for the uh, yeah, realizations, questions. We can talk about more if we have time. A person whose body feature changed in ecstasy and agreed heavily and perspired due to hearing the glories of the Lord are promoted to the kingdom of God, even though they do not care for meditation or other, other austerities. The kingdom of God is above the material universes and it is desired by Brahma and other demigods. Somebody take, take a note that I start after the Hare Krishna mantra. 
at the end of the diagram. But then you talk about the second part. If I don't think I have time to talk about it. Alright. Any questions, comments? going to say that I really like that that verse that you, uh, that you mentioned, the last one. Yeah. Um, because it reminds me that the, the nature of the devotee that we're trying to aspire to is to always be like pillars that lift people up. So even in communities where, let's say, someone has had shortcomings or someone has told on folk fallen, um, you know, the, the attitude of the devotee should be to encourage that person to keep moving forward. I feel like so much, so many times what we see is the opposite. Like we might see some great person in a movement that falls, and we might have a particular opinion about that person. But I don't think that's correct. I think that we should be able, if that person is properly situated in Christian consciousness, I think that we should always look at that person the way that Krishna sees that person. So that verse to me is very special because it's a constant reminder to always see everyone the way that Krishna sees everyone and try to help and encourage. Even if we may not understand you know, certain things, we should always be uh, in that kind of human spirit to help these people move forward in their Krishna consciousness. So thank you. Thank you very much for your very good point. Um, everybody should be encouraged despite all of our shortcomings. So you were saying leaders, when somebody is a leader? Anyone. Anybody? Yeah. Usually, uh, if we criticize somebody because he has fault, it's a symptom that ourselves, we may have the same fault, or we may not be secure about ourselves in the emotional life. So we take advantage of people's weakness to get the upper hand, it's like material, conception of envy and that. But devotees uh, should not exhibit these qualities ideally. And we should uh, uh, see somebody uh, as a candidate for spiritual advancement. Like the guru, like the scripture sees everybody like that. Like in the Madhurya Kadambini, there's a, a whole gradation of spiritual advancement and they describe all the faults that the devotee may have, and the devotee may have. They all listed there. If you read that, you see that you you may be part of that. You may have, oh I have this fault, that fault, but then you know what? These sages, they understand that. These pure devotees, they, they, they count us as devotees, even though we have these faults because they're talking about these faults. And now we can transcend them. So the faults are not part of devotional service, but they they, they, they follow the neophyte devotees just coming out of the material world into devotional service. So if the sages are tolerant with us and understandable and they give us solution, we should also be like that. We should also try to follow in their footsteps and be kind. Instead of being cruel and harsh people, to be kind and compassionate. Okay, thank you very much for this point. Yeah. 
Well, um, the second part of the chapter talks about offenses in chanting Hare Krishna, and they certainly will enter a devotional life. And the offenses of the devotee name, offenses of the deities, offenses of, of the devotees. So, uh, so the Brahmanas, they may not have the science of devotional service down. They may have other knowledge that makes them pure in the mode of goodness, but they don't have the ultimate goal of the love of God, connect with Krishna. So, uh, anyway, um, at the end of the chapter, it says that uh, there's a great uh, encouraging statement about how to transcend the offense. Back in the uh, that uh, if you become a devotee of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and you dedicate your life to his mission, then uh, your chanting of the Holy Name uh, will become uh, perfected uh, and the offenses will be removed by the influence of Chishigonagai. So we, we are devotees, we are devotees of Krishna, but through Gonagai, through Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because he doesn't take offenses, whereas Krishna does. So we're very fortunate that whether Trader only came the message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and told us to spread the message of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Because if we do that, then we please the Lord Chaitanya in that, in that particular incarnation. And he's very more merciful than Krishna himself. So there's great hope for us, even for full offenses. Even for full of offenses, it's still great hope for us. But if we keep on going, serving Lord Chaitanya, we can expect that our offenses will go down. Okay, I think we can stop here. We're ready for Prashad and Harina. Sunny outside. Thank you, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna.